welcome to the Mind Virus Podcast. Yesterday, yesterday was 2424. That's right. It was also the cross quarter. I, uh, uh, Groundhog Day was two days too early. I noticed that it was 2424 when I was counting uh, donation slips. <laughs> and I had to know the date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Groundhog Day. Um, One of our favorite days. Apparently, they because they, of all because of the movie, right? A couple of years ago, we did a deep dive on the movie Groundhog Day. That's an episode Murphy Murphy. Uh, one of uh, one of our most fun episodes. I don't know if it's one of our best or not. But, <laughs> I think it's on uh, our greatest hits page. It, if you love that movie and haven't listened to that episode, or you have but want to revisit it. Go listen to that. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite movies, Groundhog Day. And uh, I guess the Groundhog this year predicted an early spring. I saw a funny parody. It said, uh, the great seagull has seen his reflection off of Spencer Cox's bald head, <laughs> indicating another six weeks of stupidity. Oh, <laughs> Something yeah, like that. The great seagull. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, it's kind of funny to watch Spencer Cox, our uh, beloved uh, prophet governor, uh, our rendezvous with destiny, pivot hard uh, during this election year, trying to con- uh, appear conservative. One of us. One. Of- yeah, it's uh, if it's one thing he does well, it's pander to the audience he's in front of. But. Uh, Anyway, yeah, 2424, but that was yesterday, which makes today 2524, which doesn't have quite that same. Well, it's a a great time of year. It's the beginning of spring in the ancient world. A lot of people uh, these days think, oh, it's still winter because of the way we count the seasons. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they uh, looked at the equinoxes and solstices as the midpoints of the seasons. And I think that's a good way to look at it, you know. the summer solstice and the winter solstice are the longest and shortest days of the year. That makes the most sense. Even though I think the problem is, you know, there's a little bit of lag with the weather patterns. And so people want to say, well, it's still winter up until March 15th. But that's once you get into March, you're like, yeah, the weather doesn't determine the seasons. Yeah. In, you know, in generally it does, of course, but I mean, last year, here in the Rocky Mountains, it was pretty cold and windy and mm-hmm. even snowy right through in the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had some really nice days, though. Just uh, recently, it does feel like spring Yeah, or was, start of spring. But February is always just kind of blah. Yeah. Blah. It's like today is perfect February day, just kind of gray and eh. <laughs> <laughs> But last week we got spoiled. We got a little spring spring fever. Spent yeah. a lot of time outside and in short sleeves even. Yeah, it was really nice. Well, yeah, the the ancient uh, Celtic cross quarter was called Imbolic, and they, you know, do all kinds of pagan craziness. Yeah, and and we get uh, we're getting closer, and we just do the groundhog. <laughs> Yeah, that's not pagan at all. Having a little rat come out of a hole and tell us the future. They used to. That, that comes from Europe, where they used to sacrifice hedgehogs uh, on uh, 
the spring cross quarter. <laughs> Poor hedgehogs. Well, Groundhog Day is, a, is an incredible movie with an incredible uh, sort of esoteric. I mean, it's a movie about eternity, really. It's a movie about Char- eternal progression, life after right. life. Yeah. Character and what makes a good society, what makes a good man. Yeah. Um, it's a classic. You should go watch it. It was made during Bill Murray's peak, I think, too. The same era where that produced. Uh, what about Bob? What about Bob? Another <laughs> just incredible movie. Uh, I've only seen that once. It's kind of um, hard to take. <laughs> right. Bob is a little hard to take. But yeah, yeah. You ask, identify do, with ask, the. Ask, is ask, it who's the guy? Richard Dreyfus. Doctor Leo Marvin. Yeah, is he? Is he Doctor Leo Marvin? Yeah, Richard Dreyfus. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's. Uh, oh, Doctor Leo Marvin, you cured me. Your death therapy cured me, you genius. <laughs> Leo, the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor, you know, poor, you, I, I watched poor, that. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. I watched that somewhat recently, and I think, man, times have changed because that movie was made in I think the early '90s, and here's this client of this psychiatrist, right? He's an adult man who shows up at their vacation home and they just put him up in the room with their with their young son like that that just wouldn't fly nowadays depends on who you are i guess <laughs> but i think that the movie I, it's a deliberate thing they did because they're portraying bob played by bill murray bob wiley as a adolescent as a kid like who who was you know, and, and that story, it's funny, and it kind of pokes fun at the whole psychiatry business and all that, but it's a story about growing up and uh, kind of overcoming our, our self-limiters and realizing that despite those things that we all have, we can have a, a functional society or functional life and have happiness and joy and family and friends now of course the 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 comedic twist is that in so doing he basically drives destroys dr leo marvin and drives him crazy in the end in the end you know uh, bob wiley is this acclaimed therapist (laughs) and you know marvin dr marvin has a complete mental breakdown but Right. That's another class. But yeah, Groundhog Day is up there. It's one of the all-time it's one of the all-timers. Uh just on its surface, it's a great comedy. But uh it's an all-timer in in the message movie category or the sort of the, the it's a philosophical movie, uh, esotericism and uh, eternities and uh, I would say a newer entry to that that category too is uh is um <clears throat> the free guy is another great one in that sort of talks about some of the same themes. And we've done a deep dive on free guy if you want to go watch that episode. Did you ever watch Boss Level? Yes. That's a I think I did. Yes. More of a groundhog day esque. Yeah. If you like violence and shoot 'em up. Yeah, and it's based on there's a there's a whole genre of video game called a roguelike. And I don't remember why it's called why they're called that, but they're, they're Frank Grio and Mel Gibson was essentially boss level. 
a roguelike, you've all played one because all the games of our youth were roguelikes, like like um, Super Mario Brothers. You know, you start the level, and if you die, if your little guy gets eaten up by a man-eating plant or you fall into the pit. You got to do it again. You start over. Now, the difference, though, is in roguelikes, you can progressively get stronger because as you go, you get little power-ups, like you might get a better sword or ability to jump a little higher, and you get to keep those things. And that's kind of like the, the boss I think level. I feel like we're kind of having the same conversation we've had before, but it's, it's a good one in honor of Groundhog Day. So <clears> yeah, we going. have talked about these things before, but hey, Groundhog Day only comes around once a year, and there's a great theme there and it, and 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 it does this time of year is the time of of change and, and new life and I cut you off talking about rogue life rogue light or life likes likes yeah rogue likes they some people there is a I think the industry decided because they would call things either rogue like with a K or rogue light with a T and I, I don't know the difference and it seems like now they just call them rogue likes. There's a there's a popular one nowadays. I've played it a little called Hades, where you you play as um, uh, one of these Greek gods. I can't remember, and you have to fight your way out of Hades, <laughs> and you get assistance from some of the gods, and you and uh, some of them try to hamper you, and it's fun. It's got a nice art style, and the gameplay is pretty fun. I haven't played it, but have you played? Uh nwo wars the official alex jones video game it seems to me that's probably the same <laughs> yeah it's genre, like the right? old school platformer it, it did release uh, for a while you could only get it from alexjones.com but it is now on steam which is a popular video game distributor and uh, i haven't played it i probably should because you know just because but it actually has pretty good reviews <laughs> Like it looks like it's a decently fun game, and it's hilarious in the sense that you shoot monsters that may or may not be based on Klaus Schwab, Hillary Bill Clinton, Gates. And Bill Gates, <laughs> Bill Gates, the boss, Bill Gates' boss shoots like syringes. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> pixelated, like uh, it's old school style, right? Alex has got this huge gun. Anyway, yeah, I it's um, awesome. Uh, you know, another one that, uh, one of these, uh, repetitive genres, I've got several, I'm going to list these out. There's probably more, but you got Groundhog Day, then boss levels kind of a twist on that theme, even though it's, it's more, um, video game-esque. Right. It's kind of the same idea. He, he has to keep going and get further and further and further rather than reliving the day. Mm -hmm. But, uh, there's another one with, is Andy Samberg? Um, Palm Springs. Have you seen that one? I don't think I've seen that one. That's uh, an interesting take on the ground on the Groundhog Day theme. The this couple keeps repeating the day, and they they go until they die. Yeah. Or, or no, wait, sorry, not until they die. Until they fall asleep. Right. No, they go until they fall asleep. Excuse me. They don't go. That's what we're doing is we go until we die. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just. That's the roguelike. That's just life. <laughs> that's the roguelike game. But then, uh, yeah, there's, there's some. Anyway, that's, a, that's a, a comedy. It's funny. And then there's the action film Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Remember that? Mm -hmm. With the aliens. Mm -hmm. That's got some very religious overtones. You've got a he 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 is able to repeat the day because he has the blood of the alpha 
on him and he has to go until he kills the Omega. And there's a point where the sergeant says something like, you're about to be baptized by fire. And, <laughs> and it's, got, it's got these uh, really interesting religious pointers in it. But that, <clears throat> there's a plenty of uh, commentary out there in our pop culture about the repetition of the cycle. Right. Yeah. So right, Groundhog Day is part of that cycle, and uh, and well, really, you know, the renewal of everything is part of that cycle. Well, spring, spring yeah, and new life, and yeah. really, if if our culture, if our calendar, I should say, made any sense, the new year would be like it's the equinox. April first or yeah. something. Yeah, it's the spring equinox in the ancient, and not in all of the ancient cultures. Like in Egypt, it was the heliacal rising of Sirius, I think. That's like around the end of July, mm-hmm. it came right after the, the darkest day of the year, which mm-hmm. is uh, the summer solstice. The, that's when all the crazy human sacrificing, just the really right. crazy stuff goes on. Uh, Shakespeare wrote A Midsummer Night's Dream about that. Right. And it used to be called Midsummer. There was a movie called Midsummer. Did you ever see that? That was no, a recent I, show. I, I, don't, I haven't the, seen it. I'm not recommending it. I saw the Midsummer Night Riots in 2020. It's even though it's you know the dark the the light the light is extensive when when the when the darkness begins to overcome the light again and we start going down right for some reason that's the energy changes you know and yeah well there's a lot of uh, people like to point out and I I'm in agreement that it's significant that the opposite that when the days get longer the winter solstice. Hope starts coming back. And uh, I don't think it's coincidental that that's when Joseph Smith was born. Yeah. He came into the world um, on, the, on the solstice in a, in a day where there was more and increasing light. And if you believe Joseph Smith or believe in his, uh, his mission and the, the origin story of, the, of, the, of Mormonism, then you would believe that there, that signified the beginning of greater light and knowledge. I think that the, 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 those important dates in his life are additional evidences that he was somebody special. Born on the solstice, killed after the summer solstice, right, right around the summer solstice, right. had his uh, first vision, those ex- that experience, somewhere around the equinox in the spring, right. and then the encounters with the angel Moroni and the tr- retrieving of the plates on the autumnal equinox right. or right around there. Right. Yeah, I think that we, we've talked about this before, and in, in the LDS culture, Mormon culture, we've sort of lost our... Because it's too, but we celebrated in Bullock and, and the, the, the spring cross quarter yesterday at church, right? I mean, it was a big deal. I, I, no. I'm sure a lot of people brought no, attention to this and that's what cosmi- I'm getting at. Like, cosmically significant because it's, day. It's, it's too pagan or something, and so we, we, we dismiss the importance of, of, of seasonal and like cosmic occurrences. And, and awareness. Right. We even had we even had the current president of the church kind of downplay the the so called Christmas star that occurred a few years ago. Well, in twenty twenty, one of the most tumultuous years. But was that the uh, it was the aligning of Jupiter and so- it was Saturn a huge or turn- something? You could call it a turning point year. Right. 
It was a huge. But we shift. had that that star that you know we, people called it the Christmas star, and I don't remember what the cause of it was. You probably do, but he he was like, we don't need to assign any special meaning to this. <laughs> I think it was uh, the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction, right, on December twenty first, twenty twenty. So on the solstice, right at the end of one of the most chaotic years a year full of symbolism a year of uh literally uh, foundations being shaken trumpets being thrown to the ground <laughs> really a lot of symbolism and, and then that culminated and president nelson was like ah it's not that big of a deal it's neat but let's not uh, think it means anything well it was like the lady doth protest too much methinks why even right. comment on it right but I think the, those things, the, the, the organization of the stars and the universe and the seasons, it's all important. It, it was created, it was handcrafted, right? If you want to <laughs> use today's terminology, right? The universe and the earth is handcrafted. And, and it wasn't an accident that these things exist. He, the, the, you know, God could have created a, a world and universe that was just sunny all the time and nice, and, but he didn't. He created light and darkness and the stars that actually like mean something. Like the, it's incredible to me that the ancients figured out how to navigate using the stars, and it makes me think maybe they were far more advanced than we give them credit for. I mean, <laughs> somebody built the pyramids, <laughs> which are it's not just that they're ancient aliens. Yeah, maybe it's not just that they're like engineered really well and and the, the geometry is really well but the, they're placed in significant uh, uh in significant ways right in accordance with the stars yeah and the uh proportions are right relative to proportions of the earth and the and the cosmos the system the solar system <clears throat> but hey we can now buy uh, a pair of glasses that look like ski goggles that will project apps out into the real world. So take that, Egyptians. <laughs> Is this the Apple? Yeah, yeah. The the Apple virtual reality. What? Well, it's augmented and virtual reality. I've seen some videos of like people on a bus using it, and I thought that's not the future that I want. We're already glued to our phone screens and our heads are down. Like our species is evolving into where our, our the natural state of our neck is down. Yeah. And we're we're getting better. Like our thumbs are getting stronger because that's like all we do is scroll. So what what happened to uh Google Glass? Remember Google Glass? Yeah, it failed. And I, I can't see how this Apple product does much better. It's very expensive. It's thirty five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. and who wants to wear ski goggles everywhere they go like you're just it, it seems like you're just crying out for hey look at me and also hey steal this <laughs> punch me in the face because my my awareness <laughs> i have no peripheral vision <laughs> punch me in the, punch just, me in the gut you're just, gonna get punched yeah. in the gut punch me in the guts and steal this because i'm distracted right now Top headline on Google News is Apple Vision Pro turned the real world into a, quote, Black Mirror episode overnight. I've never really watched Black Mirror. What's that all about? I, I haven't either. I think it's sort of a dystopian version of 
this world, I remember in 2020 with the lockdowns and stuff, people are saying this is Black Mirror gone real, but I, I don't know. I've never seen it. But so, uh, so it's all about crazy stuff happening. But Twi- Twilight uh, Zone type of stuff. I saw a, a no. I think it's more like dystopian, like political type Orwell type stuff. But I'm not sure. Oh, like uh, tyranny. Somebody out there can correct us in the comments or educate us. I saw a Babylon Bee headline that said, uh, "God creates, God creates uh, simulation." that rivals even apple's uh vision pro or something oh. calls it real life okay <laughs> showed you know someone walking in an incredible landscape so the the imdb byline on black mirror is this an anthology series exploring a twisted high-tech multiverse where humanity's greatest innovations and darkest instincts collide so dark technocracy so type of a thing or something. So Facebook. There was, uh, there's a New York Post article here that I'm looking at. It says, the Simpsons predicted Apple's Vision Pro eight years ago, dash, and all hell broke loose in Springfield. <laughs> so well, I'll link to that <laughs> if you want to read the Simpsons stuff. I mean, we've had, we've had a few pop culture <laughs> shows more running into a lamp like uh ready player one is a, a novel and a movie uh which explores like what would happen to a society that completely is engrossed by virtual reality or their whole lives are lived out in this fake universe right they put on the goggles i saw that's on um <clears throat> Netflix, if you guys want to watch it, if you have Netflix. And, and the real world in that film is just in shambles, right? And everything important takes place in the fake world. I don't remember what they call it in the, in the story, but it's where everybody works. It's where everybody's, you know, you can be famous and rich and good looking, even though in real life, you're none of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hellscape. And, uh, I, yeah, I, a- Apple's done some amazing things over the years. I think one of the things that they did that seemed good at the time, but has turned out to really harm the society is the iPhone. Because like, like we're you just- You heard it here first, folks. The iPhone harmed society. You didn't hear it here first. <laughs> but when I'm I'm completely how, how did the iPhone harm society? Well, we we just become addicted to it. Okay, but isn't isn't it more the apps? Like I I, I feel like a phone having a f- little computer in my pocket is pretty dang useful. It's like amazing. If I get maps. It's incredible. Traffic reports, you know. Right. Um, Music. I've got a calculator. The internet. I've got, can, yeah, I got my MP3. You don't have to have an iPod. You can have an iPhone, and it does your music too. But all of those things, you can actually watch something on it. Oh yeah, it's incredible. You can send emails. But we 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 survived without it. For we did survive without it. <laughs> we survived without cell phones. If you wanted to take a picture of something, you you hauled a little camera around with you. I've been watching X Files reruns lately. By yeah. the way, they barely survived Mulder and Scully. Barely, right. and they did have cell phones in their mid nineties there. So, but, but they bro- it, when they broke them, they barely survived. I think it's not. And I let me let me qualify what I just said because the iPhone itself maybe didn't harm society or destroy society, but 
all of the things that go along with it. Like it enabled social media and social media has been a, so I think social media, I think would argue, I would argue a, is a more absolute sickness, destructive, but we live through our phones. Like, uh, we, we talked about that picture. I think you linked it of the people on new year's Eve on the, Arc de Triomphe. we've, we've linked. Yeah, we did that once that check out our, um, one of the episodes around but New Year's Eve. It's like, do we know how to speak to one another? Do we know how to resolve conflicts and disagreements with each other without our phones? So I, I, think, it's, I think we're living too virtually already. And I, don't, I think the last thing this culture needs is a way to live even more virtually and more digitally and more separated from one another and more separated from the actual real world. Or what we call the real world, the other simulation. <laughs> well, I think I think the intention behind all of this, the the oligarchy wants it to move in this direction because they want to have a digital interface between you and everybody else. And this the is literally be- that <laughs> the best. Yeah, really, the best movie that I think exemplifies this again is, and we talked about it. Uh, Dead Reckoning, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 so far. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. Not only was Dead Reckoning just great entertainment, like it was so stereotypical, over-the-top Mission Impossible, but they did it so well. Mm-hmm. It kept you engaged for like three hours. At least it kept me engaged. Maybe I just needed some just stuff <laughs> blowing up for three hours. You know, that train is still crashing. And uh, Tom Cruise is still getting through the cars, getting out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was, it was so well done. But uh, truth is vanishing, war is coming. And the main theme of that movie was that there was a digital interface between that, that kept interfering with these people and their interactions with each other. And of course, in the movie, it was an AI, right. an artificial intelligence. We've been over how that's not possible. It's not real. What it is is human-driven algorithms that essentially enrich and increase. They enrich the the oligarchy, and then they increase their control level over you. And that is what's happening: is they want to put a digital um, interface between you, a digital screen between you and everybody else, so that they can manipulate right you more effectively uh elon musk announced this last week that the first successful Neuralink installation has occurred so somebody out there's got a microchip in their brain and uh, that'll be an interesting thing to watch uh speaking of tom cruise uh, another great film in that realm is minority report Oh yeah, and uh, excellent. That one that that's uh, based on a Philip K. Dick um, short story. You know, you've got pre-crime and personalized advertising. Essentially, we live in the Minority Report world through our phones. Our phones and the internet in general and computers allow th- this to happen, right? And the in this. Apple Vision Pro is going to enhance that. I, I, I just, I still don't see it going mainstream. It's too expensive for the masses. Now, the iPhone is really expensive too. A new iPhone is like 1200 bucks now. But 
people get them for cheaper or they monthly pay off because we're all so addicted to them and they're so necessary. The big difference is you could put your iPhone in your pocket. This Vision Pro is, what do you do with it? It's you wear huge. it all the time. You, no one's going to want to do that. Some and, people apparently are. And when though. you want to take it off, then what? what you, you know, you got to carry around a backpack for it with its protective case. They'll now, be, they'll be making man. They'll versus. become smaller. And I, I imagine Apple's already got prototypes that look basically like regular eyeglasses. I mean, that was the Google Glass, right? But this thing has like 4K screens in it, the Vision Pro. Like, I'm sure. I want to know how much it messes up your vision because right. you're focusing near, like really near. I, I think people are going to get hit by cars wearing these things. They're going to run into posts. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the Simpsons episode. It looks like right. from some of the pictures, that's what exactly what happens. They're going to get clubbed over the head. <laughs> well, there's probably going to be like a an end user license agreement right at the start that no one will read R- remove yeah that removes apple from any liability yeah i'm sure there it tells is. you to tells you to only use it while sitting on your couch with a seatbelt on right yeah it's um anyway yeah uh, times are so what a time to be alive why didn't you catch that fly ball the sun was in my eyes why did you run into that post? Why did you fall down a manhole well the <laughs> augmented reality was in my eyes <laughs> Right. It, why? I, I, why are you? Why did you marry her? <laughs> well, the augmented reality. She her her, her she avatar so was amazing. She looks so beautiful. I, I, I goes, married her before I ever saw her without my my Vision yeah, all, Pro. All you ladies out there, that goes both ways. <laughs> why did you marry him? He's so ugly. He was a big deal in the Vision Pro verse. Yeah, the metaverse. Yeah, it's um, strange times. And uh, I think uh, I think it's all makes it all the more important to pay attention to the heavens, uh, literally, you know, the skies and the stars and the sun and the moons, but also the heavens, yeah. in, as in God. The big question, the burning question on the listeners' minds, though, is when is the church going to uh, adopt uh, this for sacrament? Burning love, what are, Yeah, yeah. Well. 2020 was a great opportunity, and they they, they rolled out you know digital church now the virtual do the church. higher do the higher ups want to spice it up and get everybody engaged in sacrament meeting or do they is is this a just an emphasis on suffering like we're <laughs> you go and you suffer through the meeting well <laughs> church to prove your loyalty and to feel validated. Uh, that's <laughs> doing 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 a virtual that's pretty negative doing there, a but. virtual church wouldn't be that big of a deal because we've already done that in fact well, we you wouldn't have to have somebody say take out your hymn books if you had the, the vision pro we still it would be the words will appear on your screen <laughs> we still stream sacrament meeting but the link is not made public so you have to remember it no it's just not available because it changes every week so we stream it but nobody can get it yeah literally we stream to zero because i've i've helped with this sometimes i fill in right because i understand the internet or something and i but i've seen it real time i've seen it first person like zero people are watching so we're streaming to nobody yeah and i've brought this up 
And I said, hey, if we're going to stream, if we're going to go to the effort to stream, why don't we just make it public and so people can Advertise watch the it, link. Send the link out like we did during you know, the, the shutdowns. Or if we're not going to stream to anybody, why do we continue to stream? Maybe they're recording it for legal purposes in case no, uh, Bobby Flood says something. It's destroyed. We don't, we don't archive them. So you say. Well. Says who is what I say. YouTube's not archiving because we, we delete them. Okay. Maybe somewhere deep down in there. But the, the point National being, Security Administration <laughs> the point has a copy. Being, the point being, we're str- we, we, we do this for some reason, and I brought that up, and it was, well, the stake has asked us to do it. <laughs> so if you take, I'll bet you, if you take an SD card and drive over to Bluffdale and just stop at the gate and ask them for a copy of last week... I'll bet they could get it for you. Oh, they maybe could, but they're probably more likely just arrest you and put you in their dungeon. <laughs> they have a dungeon over there? I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> they usually have a police car out at night, don't they? Blocking the roads still? Um, Remember that? Now and again. It's funny because if you just drive by that and you don't know what it is, it just looks like a dumpy little place. Big place. It's under, most of it's underground. Yeah. And a lot of it's on the, the, uh, the, uh, Fort Williams, Camp Williams property. Really? Anyway, um, but where it would really get interesting is if they, like church, like sacrament meeting as virtual, and we've kind of tried that. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. But they could take the temple online. It's already pretty much set up to do it that way. So you could attend the temple from the privacy of your own home. The temple video game, now on Steam. Or would it be on Activision or something? <laughs> you, you could get, you could gamify it, right? You could, get in, you could unlock incentives. Yeah, it'd be a VR game. But the, the ceremony itself is pretty well, like there used to be a lot of interaction in it. Mm-hmm. And now there's none. Or almost none. So it's pretty well set up to, to go online if they want to do that. I want to know when we're going to make the bishopric a kiosk. <laughs> or just like, a robot? No, like a kiosk. Like you, you get a text message. It's like, come to the, come to the bishopric kiosk, and you, look, you insert your card or scan your chip that's been implanted in your hand, and you say, <laughs> you say what? What do you want? And they say, we'd like to call you to be the third, the 15th counselor in the third presidency <laughs> of the primary. Um, and then you click, you, yes go, or no. you click yes or no. And when you click no, it's like, are you sure? And then there's like a little, it's, it gives you the benefits of being the 15th counselor yeah. in the third presidency of the primary. Do you lose some social no, credit No, 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 no. Then it, it advertises it to you again. And it's like, it's like, hey, but this is great. And then down in the bottom left is like a decline upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen how Windows 11 is trying to get on your computer? Mm-hmm. It's like it's got four screens. And then the, finally there's one that says, you can, okay, you can skip it for now. You can keep Windows 10. And then it, so anyway, it extols the virtues of all these, uh, uh, this fun you're going to have in the primary for seven years. <laughs> and, uh, and then at the end, it's like decline upgrade. And it says, okay, you will receive 15 demerits. You're... Your but they account wouldn't, has been modified. They wouldn't even need callings, though, in a fully, like, 
virtual church because the the primary kids would just be sitting on their couch with their goggles on and they would just watch like an ai generated teacher and yeah but you what do you do you that that's to keep you engaged You, you need to have a calling gordon b hinckley said it you need a friend and a calling. yeah but that was back then and you know my comic books have aged better than that according to the haney doctrine but in the virtual in world, the virtual somebody world, has to... What keeps you in... Have you never played Minecraft? Somebody what, has to mine the virtual what, stone what, and, the, and the... What keeps you in... you ever played Terraria? You have to mine stuff. You have to, yeah, you have I, to I chop know. down trees. What keeps you incentivized in the, in the virtual church world would be uh, like you could unlock skins, you know, like um, costumes. That's a big motivator in video games. You could unlock season passes. Like um, um, a season pass to what? Well, it would give you face to face. It would give you extra rewards for attendance. Like yes, like uh, you could you could didn't, you could watch an exclusive fireside with Elder So and So. Didn't uh, the state of China create like an all encompassing social media app that already does this? We call it yeah, social it's, credit it's scoring. Communism. Yeah, but they have like a some sort of an app. Oh, yeah, the they more, have social credit scores, for the sure. The more that you read, the more you click on their stuff, the right. more credit you get, like real-life credit. You know, you could unlock all kinds of stuff. You could, you could unlock uh, virtual suits and ties. You could, yeah. you could have uh, a Q&A with the, a member of the 12. You could unlock... Um, a virtual member of the 12. You could unlock new celestial rooms. Like a nicer celestial. Yeah, like hey, well, we've got one that has sky that matches the weather outside, like Hogwarts. L- level two celestial room. Right. I've been playing. Um, I've been preparing for the apocalypse by playing more Fallout seventy six. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the big motivators is to find more plans and costumes. You know, so so I my guy can dress cooler wear cooler stuff and then plans like so i can build better stuff at my camp oh okay my camp is is pretty cool now i've got a brick house with a greenhouse growing you need blueprints to do that yeah i've got um a jukebox that plays music did you build that well i got the plan for it oh I've got a couch. I've got a few couches. I have a Bobby Flood is the man with a plan. And uh, in the apocalypse I'm gonna be all set. Because I know how to find dog, canned dog food under um, rubble, and I can find ammo in mailboxes. <laughs> ammo in mailboxes. And, uh, <laughs> I can make a I can make a flamethrower out of some metal scraps and screws. Okay. <laughs> but uh, in that movie, that every there's like, uh, or in that video game. By the way, they are coming out with a Fallout based TV series. But it, and I think the Fallout universe is awesome. I've talked about it a lot on this show. But in the in the video game, everything is run by these fusion powered robots, and so you have like a nanny bot, and it'll take care of you when you're sick, and um, take care of household chores, and and uh, there's preacher, yeah, preacher bots and things like that. So that maybe that's our future. Is just everything is everything like you said a kiosk, but then you just have a. What if the bishop was just a robot? I mean, literally. <laughs> so this is this is the future that's without humanity. So who? Well, humanity. Where exists. are all the people in this? There's got to be a lot less of them. There's mostly NPCs, is what it sounds like. Well, in the, in the Fallout seventy six world. Well, just in the 
if you combine all these ideas together, it's humanity is gone. Well, they want just that, have a bunch right? Of players. They just want. Do they? I mean, they want a bunch of us gone. Yeah. They meaning the 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 powers that be, the Klaus Schwab types. I think they think that there's probably about there's like almost what is there seven and a half billion people on the planet. They need to bring that down to about one billion. I wonder if it's more like Hunger Games, where you've got uh, the capital city where everyone's totally deluded, and then just a bunch of slaves in the other. Districts, well, yeah, that's you know, and it's, you you live a hard life. I mean, suffer, there's already you know? pe- there's already places. We're in not going to give you the cool technology. We're not going to. We don't care if you feel happy about your church experience or your right. DMV experience, or you don't even get to drive. There's already places. You don't get to go to church like that. I mean, you wish like, you could like suffer that. through another conference talk talk <laughs> where they quoted quotes. I they mean, quoted themselves, quoted themselves, quoted quoting others, quoting scripture, quoting other, quoting the prophet, quoting scripture. You wish <clears throat> you could be in that scenario. You know, we do have it pretty good right now. <clears throat> well, yeah, in a lot of ways. And that's the part of the problem is that too many people are just saying, you know what? None of this chaos in the world is at my doorstep. Therefore, it's fine. What do you make of the border situation? That's becoming bigger news. I'm just curious if you paid any attention to that. Yeah. To me, it's just a blatant, an obvious attempt to sow more chaos in the United States. I mean, these people that are coming in, I'm sure there's a few that are, you know, what they call asylum seekers and a few that are coming for you know, on their own. But I think a lot of these are just pumped in. They're, they're bussed in. They're flown in from all... People well, are, are coming people in from all that. over the world. It's not just like people from Mexico or Guatemala or whatever. These are people coming from all over the world. How are they getting to the border? Who's funding all of this? Well, it's very clear that, and, it's, that there are non-governmental organizations that are funded to do this. Yeah, funded uh, by the U.S. Uh, government you, and others. The U.S. government, the United Nations. In fact... There was a Senate deal proposed where they were going to allow a million six or something in a year, and then they were going to fund the NGOs that were bringing yeah, them in. Yeah, and also 60 billion, 60 more billion to Ukraine. Yeah. Mike Lee, the senator from Utah, the one that's not Mitt Romney, pointed out that the entire budget for the Marines in 2023 was $53 billion. And we sent Ukraine like what, a hundred and fifty or two hundred billion? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's bonkers. Yeah, it is bonkers. And where is that money going? <laughs> it's certainly not helping Ukraine win any any this war. There, there's a lot of credible <clears throat> reporting about what's you know what you just mentioned that they're getting bust in that this is very well organized. Well, and, and they all seem to be military aged men. That's that's the word that keeps getting used although right. i've seen a lot of videos uh, that look like just regular people women yeah. whatever when there's uh when there's women and uh some children not a lot but you know I mean, there's a ten, mix of people 10 million people a year are coming or, or more are coming across this border but the question is is it an imminent threat is this some like there there's this angst this anxiety building in the yeah it is in, to the people who media. have been robbed and beaten and stabbed and killed by some of these yeah. people um, uh, is it just agitation propaganda? I don't know, but that's a worst case scenario. Would be like, like um, the Avengers, where like they they get the call and they 
they switch into soldier mode. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's an army, an invading army is already in the country, and they just take over everything from the inside. I mean, that's like the worst case sort of sci-fi scenario, but it's plausible. Mm -hmm. Because if you were going to invade a country and do it quietly-ish, this is one way you would do it. And, and 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 the and the crazy thing is it's the the own the United States government the current government is the one promoting and facilitating this. I feel like uh, is, independent media would have already uncovered some whistleblower, somebody, <clears throat> some some piece of intelligence data where there right. was somebody who said, "Look, we have plans. Here are the plans. Right. You need to be aware of it." But it, that hasn't happened <clears throat> yet, so it looks a little. It looks more. Uh, but it might just yeah. It might just be a way to absolutely wreck the economy. And yeah, throw- I was going to say, like, oriented for greed or for control or to dilute to dilute the American uh, voter base or something. Well, a lot of these people will live here. They'll have kids, and those kids will grow up and and be statists. Sure, as- you know, it's a great way to just make sure that the typical american doesn't exist in a couple generations yeah. that's the non-eminent threat right sort of uh the imminent theory. threat is just violence and we've already we have seen some of that some of these guys that are coming across the border illegally have committed crimes they've hurt people there and, and i'm sure that that we'll see more of that mm-hmm. and yeah maybe someone says that's racist no it's not it's just facts right but huh. yeah, it's um I mean it's it's 2024 and it's an election year and so you have these dirty nasty politicians that are going to do whatever it takes to get reelected. It's really funny, you know, Deidre, what's her face, the v- lieutenant government here. Uh they've has, been advertising that our our yeah, campaigns are safe and they're effective so, in Utah. They're they're secure, they're safe, they're effective. Mail-in voting Voting is, is safe and effective. And it's just like the fact that you're saying this tells me that it's false. Like yeah. just this, that you have to to point it out tells me that there's problems that you don't want us to see. And and of course she shut down those those ladies trying to get an audit on the Utah election. Yeah, threat, threatened them, spied on them, sent people to their house to their houses allegedly. The soccer moms, the the vote investigating soccer moms. And it's still so just, bad. And it's still incredible that. In the state of Utah, we're okay with people who are on the ballot being in charge of the election. People who are on the ballot counting the ballots? Yeah, I mean, in 2020... I'll count that. Spencer Cox was on the ballot, and he was also in charge of it. Now his lieutenant governor... Yeah, he's in charge of it. ...is in charge of the election, and she's on the ticket. Who does she report to? Herself. Yeah, but who's her direct manager? Spencer Cox. Okay. So they're running right. the election. Right. So the people in charge of the government. So are who's the, the people- next governor of Utah? Spencer so you Cox. Heard it here on the fir- you heard it here first on the Mind Virus show. It's going to be Spencer Cox because his, his administration is in charge of the election. This is like why um, the ultra wealthy robber barons put all their money into tax exempt foundations. Right. School system wants you to think it was because they became philanthropists in their old age. Right. Or it's possible that they put 
their money into tax-exempt foundations so they could grow their obscene astronomical wealth tax-free. Right. You, the listeners, should be able to decide which was it, tax-free or philanthropy. Right. Just look at Bill Gates. I mean, he's a great example. <clears throat> his, his, his personal wealth has ballooned through the, the COVID crisis and all of his investments through his, yeah. <laughs> through was his it, philanthropy. Was it the comedian George Carlin that said, it's a big club and you're not in it? Yeah. Yeah. You ain't in it. It's, it's not, not, but it's I think not he's that big a, of a club. He, it's not that big of a club. You still ain't in it. <laughs> but yeah, you're definitely not in it. And also the club despises you and hates you and wants you to die. Well, wants to herd you like an animal, right. a herd of animals. They want, they want to ranch you mm. like they're a rancher. Uh, cows and ranches get treated better than, than that humans. club treats people. <clears throat> well, anyway, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a good day to talk about the cycles of life and the new, the new life and spring. And um, I think you started all the black pill stuff with the Apple Vision Pro. So it's called Apple yeah. Vision Pro, right? I don't know. I think so. Why don't they call it iVision? Maybe that was already taken from something. Oh. I don't know. Because they, they either do I, an i before or a pro afterwards. I'd like to try That's it. Apple's. I'd like to try it just for the novelty of it. But man, I, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live that way. Like there's, there's some pretty incredible things to see in the world. Like go see that. Like there's a phrase going around saying, touch grass. meaning. Outside <laughs> once in a while, like, like it's fun to explore a video game world because they can that can be anything that the game designers wanted it to be. It can be a f- fantastical version of Earth. It can be space. It can be whatever, and that's fun. And, and the graphics nowadays are really neat, and the weather effects and the lighting and all that, and it's awesome. But it never compares to being out into the real environment with real mountains and real sunsets or real weather or <laughs> beaches and, like and people real people <laughs> i'm just looking at some of the um the memes here on the zero hedge story about the apple vision pro it says society is one step closer to dystopia vision pro early adopters spotted in the wild and they've got a little link to the Simpsons episode, and then they've got a guy driving, somebody driving a, a cyber truck wearing the Apple Vision <laughs> Pro. You've got a crossing guard dude wearing it. You've got... I've seen the guy on the bus. Some guy's walking his robotic dog <laughs> while wearing the Apple Vision Pro. I, I, I think... A guy at a ball game. or No, that must be the guy on the bus. He's like doing something with his hands. Yeah, it looks like he's having a seizure because he's like writing or typing or something. In thin air. I think we have to ask ourselves, and, and we probably should have asked ourselves this question years ago, like, who, what do we really want to be as a society? And, and so far, the, we're, the answers to that question- I think we want to be hooked up to dopamine. Right. The answers to the question are not, they're not uh, real comforting because we keep choosing poorly. Do we, or does it just keep getting advertised to us and we... Yeah, but we can, we can reject it. We don't have to buy a $3,500 goggles can you, to, to displace us from the real world. Can you use the phone? I got my little computer here in my hand that's got a bazillion times more computing power than the space shuttle in the 80s. Can I, 
can I still, do I have to get rid of it all? Or do I, are we able no, to live, but, are we able to limit ourselves? Because it just seems like that's the problem is people, people are easily enticed into the next I think big sm- thing, the next, smart- the next easy thing. We, we, we like bright, shiny objects and we like uh, convenience. So well, and we also if like, there's an app for that. You said it, we like dopamine and these phones give us a lot of dopamine. Little well, that's how social media has been engineered. Like the Ooh, the likes, text message. I mean, likes. That's a big deal to get a like. The, uh, people live for that, right? right? Do you have to get now rid of it all? It your, now you see it in your, Not, your text messaging. Like you send a text to somebody, and I, I'm using Android. I'll admit that I'm using a really old Android phone, and I'll get like from these Apple dudes. It's like, I think Bobby floods on Apple. It's like liked a liked a message, or right. you you. Uh, you did something to my message. Right. It sends me back a little bit of a snippet of what I sent you. And it right. says, I think if you're on Apple, it just sends like a thumbs up or something, a right? thumbs up on the message, yeah. Yeah, because I'm getting these things like, oh, he liked it. Oh, he snuggled it. What did he do, <laughs> what did he do to my message? <laughs> Apple's doing weird things to my messages. Well, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with I what think, you're doing to my text messages, I think Apple. these smartphones have made us dumber. Like, for example, it's real nice. It's really convenient to plug in an address and be guided to that place. But and do you like to do that? Because I hate well, to do that. I, I do it all the time because with kids' activities and stuff, you got to get there quick. I, there's, there's, there's. They have like sports games at a, some junior high in Murray. I'm like, well, I don't know where that is. Yeah, I try to, I try but, to look it up because Utah's on the grid system, so usually you can, you yeah, can find you can. It. I try to look it up and go, okay, here's kind of what I'm looking at. Because, but rather than having the gridded roads, we've we've made a lot of. But we don't know how to read maps now. Yeah, but I mean, you, you can read a map. I, I can, can read a map, but so that's why I'm I try to read the map. Other like people younger than us don't. They don't know how to read a map. Yeah, I've had my daughter say, "Stop! Just just navigate there." They don't know how to read a topographic map. They don't know how to use like a compass. They don't know. Uh, they wouldn't know how to find somebody's contact information, like a business. They. What about actually talking to people? Well, and yeah, and, yeah, and ultimately we, we have a we have a world now where people don't want to actually talk to people on the phone. You want to, they want to deal with a system or a per, uh, or a a chat bot or something. Well, or, text or texting. is very um, passive. Like I, well, I'll just send them a text. Well, and it's it, like and George it, McFly from Back to the Future. I don't think I can take that kind of rejection. Right. So he won't ask her. And a text is is something like, well, now it's in now it's in your court, and and they're convenient. I get it, but I don't think it's necessarily healthy in the long run when it comes to human relationships and interactions well, no, and that's society. The be- that's the best way to screw something up is to text you text somebody. You can't like hear the tone, see the body language. Well, and also, if I ask you a question over the phone, Jordan, can you come to... The Mind Virus <laughs> podcast at 9 in the morning. Jordan, do you want to meet for lunch at 12 noon? You have to answer the question. You can't say... Nothing. <laughs> I'll reply when I'm comfortable. Oh, didn't see your text. <laughs> yeah, or let me. You you can you can deflect. You can say, "Let me didn't check the calendar," or "Let me let me make yeah. sure I don't have anything going on that day," and I'll call you back. And then you know, and it's not to say that text messaging doesn't work. It's just 
we're losing the skill of verbal communication. Well, we've uh, we've been talking a lot about the church lately, and that's relevant because that's like our local community. Don't you think that this has affected our r- relationships in the church and and the integ- in the integrity? And I mean that in not in a like honesty way, but uh, how well integrated the ward is. Mm-hmm. Has, don't you think it's infected? It's affected that in a big way. Like it used to be, you'd have to with when you're involved helping the young men. It was like I'm going to call every single one of these kids, and I'm either right. going to get a hold of his dad or his mom or right. him. And then we know, and now they just send out a, a text to the group, and it's sort of. Yeah, I mean it's convenient. You got to wait and see if they but reply. But convenience, we're we're sacrificing a lot at the altar of convenience. I mean, I, I got a text message from somebody. In, like PPIs. Let's talk about PPIs. I got so yeah. I got a I got a message from somebody in the ward. They said, "This is so and so. Can you meet for a with the elders quorum for a, a PPI?" And I didn't know who the person was. They said their name, but I didn't know because they're new or something. And it's like in the real world, they would come the, up to me and they would shake my hand and introduce themselves. I'm so and so. The PPI did I'm, not happen, by the way. <laughs> I'm, and and uh, you know, I'm the I'm the secretary at the elders quorum. Like and try to give you some warm fuzzies, like, hey, pre- we should chat. President so and so would like to 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 talk to you, or just President so and so would just come and talk to me. Or you'd just say, hey, I'm setting up PPIs. When can you come in? Right. And then you'd say something like, oh, I got to wash my hair Thursday night. Well, yeah, I would say, yeah, I, I'm a conscientious objector. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever you, your reward or any time you want, whatever your reply is. The point being that... I did that at Tithing Settlement. The point being is that now I have a face to the name. I have some connection with that person. And better yet... Well, he's got some accountability on you because he's like right. talking to you. Right. Anyway, I just think that... Obviously, a telephone. You can. I'm sure there are people back in the 1950s making the same argument about radio and telephones and television. The world is over. But those things didn't become addictions for us. Well, maybe television. <laughs> maybe they did. <laughs> but you still had to speak to people. Calling somebody. It's it's so funny to watch, especially younger people. But I, I'm kind of the same way. It's like. I need to get a hold of this person. I'll just call them. And like my kids, when I try to call them on their cell phones, a lot of times they don't answer and they'll send a text back. Like, what do you want? (laughs) I want to talk to you. Pick up your phone. (laughs) Call me. (laughs) But they never call their friends. Like I'll ask my kids, like you have plans tonight? You know, it's a weekend. Not really. Which is in itself is a completely different thing because kids don't do anything nowadays. It seems like. But I'm you like, well, a- call your buddies. What are they doing? Well, I texted them and I didn't hear back. Well, call them. Yeah, you make a good point. We have a whole generation of people. And the question is, what's the cutoff age? Is it, is it 20? Is it 30? Where was it that, that they would not want, they, they're uncomfortable with being on the phone? Because those guys are never going to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to use the phone as a phone. Right. Maybe, like, the, maybe Apple Vision will bring that back. Because, you know, it's maybe because it's like voice chat. Yeah, but vo- uh, video conferencing never really took off, though. No, I mean, and, Zoom, and, sometimes you have to do it. But well, that's, Zoom's stock went skyrocketing in COVID, during well, COVID yeah. and then it came back down to earth. But, but people will get into a room of strangers, like on Discord, and talk to strangers 
out loud out loud to communicate in a video game as long as they're strangers and it's a video game right so maybe apple vision will help people come back to real life but yeah (laughs) by learning how to talk to each other i doubt it Mm. it's an interesting thought i uh i don't know if i've mentioned this but i maybe i uh I, I entered a new realm of nerd nerdhood last year when I started playing the role play version of Red Dead Redemption Two. Have I talked about You've that? You've talked about that. You were uh, what was your role on the train or something? Oh yeah, I play. I was a security guard. You're the security on guard on a train. Okay. And, How come you don't get to be the like the hero? You had to be like an NPC. Well, type I of took. A it was a job I took. Oh, you interviewed for it? Yeah. Okay. And I played a character. I had a voice. I'm not going to do it here. For Come privacy on. reasons. For privacy reasons, okay. But, but the point being, like, like <laughs> not only did I have to talk to other humans, because pretty much every character on the server is a human playing a character, right? There's NPCs, but they don't really do anything. They're sound like vendors and stuff here and there. But, the, but I had to talk to other humans and I had to do it <laughs> in character. So there was a little bit of a of like this is super nerdy but also I'm kind of insecure about this but then I realized no one knows who I am. I'm having a lot of fun. No one can see me. <laughs> and it was a blast. It was it was really fun until it wasn't. But I went to a wrong part of I went to the wrong town and I got beat the hell up and it was anyway. <laughs> We had a lot of fun. Yeah? Yeah. Well, hey, let's wrap this up. Um, Super Bowl predictions. Okay. Because next week's the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Now, you don't, we're not talking about who wins or loses. The question <laughs> is, number one, uh, halftime entertainment, who is it? Number two, will it be a dark side symbolic love fest? Number three, will... Taylor Swift endorse Joe Biden. Well, she's already done that. Quick, like very publicly, you know, re- re-emphasize at the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, uh, you know, what's the lay of that land look so, like? That's, that's, those are my the, questions. On that note, the Grammys were yesterday and apparently there was some sort of blood ritual. At the Grammys? Uh, yeah. A performance with like, red paint or something well no like blood like she was wiping it all over her face it was coming out of the walls behind her i've seen some videos i don't I'm you not think sure it was who, actual blood no but it was red paint ketchup it's whatever they that they use i'm sure it wasn't paint it was probably like a, a water based solution or something or hollywood blood but okay anyway uh i don't know who the entertainment is for the halftime show uh for the Super Bowl. No, nobody knows until no, they... No, no, it's been announced. Oh, they announced yeah, it? Yeah, we could look it up. Oh, okay, let's announce it. I think it's like um, Usher or somebody like that, or I don't know. What they... Now, I don't know how fast they can... Usher, you're right. Isn't that... Don't, aren't you supposed to have the, the ushers managing who's in the seats and stuff? <laughs> yeah, they'll do that as well. I, I, okay, the, if, if the Super Bowl people were... So it's not Taylor Swift... No, but they should integrate her into it. Because Do you they, think they will? I think that would be a really... Um, pe- the, the, the normies would love that, right? A surprise performance by Taylor Swift because everybody knows she's going to be there cheering on her totally organic boyfriend. 
Mr. Pfizer. Yeah, we haven't talked about this on the show, but it looks like the Taylor Swift thing is a, a big psyop, right? Well, there that, was some yeah, good. There was some a, good that's information. A light, you're touching a lightning rod. You're gonna get the Swifties mad. At yeah, you. there was a, there was some really good um, expose work done on this. Somebody found a video from a NATO conference where they talked about using Taylor Swift as a yeah, somebody then, to promote their agenda. And, 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 and we then know the Soros group, it. Soros yeah. Money owns her music, and suddenly she's. Super, more popular than yeah. ever. Yeah, she's very. This is a very artificial thing. And so, all of a sudden, she's dating a guy who's pushing who's Pfizer playing vaccines. in the Super Bowl. So um, I, I don't know much about Usher. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I'm not not a fan. I just I'm not his audience. I think the Chiefs win. I know you said we're not going to predict that, but I think the Chiefs win, although the 49ers would be sort of the underdog story. I like their quarterback, Brock Purdy. He was the last man drafted in the draft. They call that Mr. Irrelevant. He's actually been really good. And um, we got, you know, there's some local ties on both teams, so that's always fun. But I think that the Chiefs are just scripted. They're just the juggernaut right now. You think so? It's, here's a but it would be an awesome upset. Here's a betting site: sportsbookdraftkings.com. San yep. Francisco 49ers are favorites to win at negative one two five odds. Kansas City Chiefs are two point underdog or two point underdogs. That's surprising. San Francisco. I'm surprised about right that. I, honestly, okay. I'll, I'll look for another <clears> site <throat> while you're rambling on. But anyway, Vegas it, Insider. Keep um, halftime. I just don't know enough about Usher. To know, I think. So I guess we'll see, but it's always some. It's all. It's never just a guy up there just entertaining people, right? It always has to be weird and symbolic, and a lot of times it's dark. Sometimes it's false, fake light. I don't know, but if they were smart, if like these guys, they would integrate Taylor Swift into a surprise performance. Now she would upstage everybody. Usher. She would take over the thing, and and maybe they just need to pay Usher more to get upstaged. But yeah, but it would be the most talked about thing ever, especially if it was a secret. And all of a sudden, boom! There's Taylor Swift coming out of the floor in a sequin bikini and and a bathed in blood or a, 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 a Travis Kelsey jersey. You know, it would blow the it would blow up the internet until until. Tucker Carlson posts his interview with Vladimir Putin, then that would blow up the internet. <laughs> that would get a billion views, by the way. You know, there's there's rumors, rumors that, that he's yeah, trying he's to report, Moscow, yeah. he's trying to interview him, and people are already saying that he shouldn't be allowed back in the United States because that's that's democracy, <laughs> right? But that would get a billion views on Twitter. So. Just by the way, 49ers, negative two, negative 2.5, negative two, 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 negative two, negative two, negative two. Chiefs, plus two, plus 2.5, two, 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 two. Yeah, I'm so, surprised, honestly. So, yeah, you're, you're betting against the I odds. I mean, you're, you're, the, the, the Chiefs are the defending champs. I know they haven't been as dominant this year, but they're, they're back. They're back in the, in the big game. I don't think we can say Super Bowl. Without paying royalties. You have to pay a royalty yeah. on that. So, uh, our check's in the mail, NFL. <coughs> Same mail You that need to we send us through. a check. <laughs> NFL, you need to send us a check for um, advertising yeah. your People your wouldn't stuff. know about I mean, it yeah. without us. Yeah, the Mind Virus show <laughs> is a big deal. 
It is a really <clears throat> big deal. Well, uh, maybe on that note, well, what are your predictions? For the Super Bowl. Uh, Taylor Swift will double down on her endorsement of Joe Biden. I don't think she'll do that at the game, but not she will double down. No, not at the game. Sometime during the election cycle. It will be big. It will be big news. And um, Will it, though? I mean, everyone expects for the normies, people like her for the normies. to endorse Democrats. That's just what they do. No, but I think it's like she's big, isn't she? Oh, it's incredible. Like, it'll be something you hear about because your girls like Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, we'd hear about it anyway, but... No, but you'll hear about it from them. Maybe. One of my daughters really follows her. I guess she won a Grammy last night for Album of the Year. And the other ones she was up against, this shows my age, I guess, but I had never even heard of them. Hmm. And I don't know if it was just like, you're just out of it, or there was really no good albums by anybody significant <laughs> i don't know oh my son it was funny i was on a conversation with him last night i was playing some rush mm -hmm. and he's like man you know what that old music is really good and people <laughs> think the new stuff is good but they don't and then they just think you're they just say you're just being no nostalgic right if you say you like the old stuff he's like but i wasn't even alive when that was made well you think about rush Rush, that big sound came from three little Canadian dudes. <laughs> um, and it was 50 years ago they were, they were making the music. Will we list, be listening to Taylor Swift in 50 years? <laughs> you know? <No. laughs> I watched the Elvis movie recently. Mm -hmm. And it's really well done. With the, is he the actor from uh, Mr. Robot? His name's uh, Rami Malek. I got no. his name wrong. No, see, it's a different guy. Yeah, oh, oh, that's the that's the Queen plays, movie. Yeah, so Elvis we, we have was to a different guy. we have to correct ourselves so, from a few episodes ago. I was thinking of Freddie Mercury. He played Freddie Mercury. The actor that played Elvis is somebody else. I can't remember his name right now. Less but, less uh, well known, but really he did an incredible job. And uh, and I so I got on this Elvis kick, and for a few days I just was listening to Elvis just over and over and he's got some great stuff and it's kind of funny because i knew it, like the words to every song and that's just how elvis he's probably the most famous human being in history like outside of a deity you know that somebody like a a, a jesus or a muhammad yeah elvis and, and jesus yeah they're both but popular. um <laughs> um i thought there's there's very few artists contemporary artists i think will we will be listening to in 20 30 40 50 years like and i and it's probably gonna bring down the wrath but i don't know that in in i don't know that my kids i don't think their grandkids or great grandkids will really care much about taylor swift or um and it doesn't mean you can't like the these artists right it doesn't i'm just saying sure. that, that it's like to be a transcendent artist over generations is pretty tough and there's not that many that will do it i don't even think like i used to think u2 was one of those those bands no, that people were gonna listen to forever but the young kids now they don't they're not that interested in u2 and i think that they're gonna end up going away um so i i don't know we'll see it's interesting that to create music that appeals to people year after year generation after generation it's it's um that's a tricky thing to do, and only a it's few. It's pretty impressive. Only a few do it. Well, I just have to say, 
my mind is not for rent. Don't put me down as arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rush is incredible. <clears throat> they did they did something. They were these weird, nerdy guys, and they made this like... I don't think they ever got co-opted by the machine. Right, and their their music was just what they wanted to do. They would play these like storytelling songs that like, I mean, they, it's just, it wasn't, it's very different. It wasn't what the marketers and the, the executives wanted, but people loved it and, and it still endures. Um, yeah, Rush is great. Well, they're not performing at the Super Bowl. (laughs) One thing uh, that's didn't, great. Didn't one Getty thing that's Lee great just about, pass away? Uh, it was Neil Peart. Neil Peart, the drummer. Yeah. Getty Lee still with us? I think he's still around. Yeah. I love that name. It just sounds like a name of a guy that would be the frontman for Rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that's great about the Mind Virus show, though, is that you don't have to listen to the sounds of salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> the words of the prophet are written on the. Subway walls. That's uh, Paul Simon. Studio walls. Studio walls. They, they, That's yeah, rushed, they, yeah. they, uh, they adapt that. Yeah. 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 And those are just their popular songs. They're, so the, the, the Rush stuff is crazy because some of those, some of the stuff they've written is this really complicated rock that goes on for like a full record side, you know, 20 minutes. And they'll weave in and out those story lyrics and just, they go forever, you know? Saw a meme the other day showed like a guy making a goofy face it's like my face when my teacher asks me who wrote tom sawyer and i reply rush rush (laughs) i mean this is iconic like oh yeah who doesn't know this enter the warrior it's just three guys making this sound it's cool it's like that on the cusp of the space age right it says all kinds of things space technology wonder awe what you say about his company is what you say about society (laughs) okay well i think they've had enough of us we, we had, we're going to let the listeners go. All right. Everybody have a great week. Uh, it's been a fun conversation. Bobby said he didn't want to get too blackpilled. I know I took him there again, but it wasn't well, too blackpilled. It was we, had, right. we ended on a good note. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> no, in, in relation to our past few weeks of conversations, that conversation is still raging yeah, out there on the internets. The, the culture war going the, the on culture, in the LDS communities. The LDS yeah. culture wars and the culture war in general, but it's uh, sides are, you know, being formed. Lines are being drawn. Maybe we should talk more about that next week or something. There, we'll see. I, I think we'll there's just, been some stuff, uh, some stuff pop <clears throat> up, anecdotal stories. The, the thing is it's coming to a head. Right. Because right. it, when it when it gets bad in your local ward, and then people start pushing back, then the the way that it works in the church is someone higher than you has to make a decision. <laughs> right. Well, and and this the decision that's going to have to be made is going to be made at the top, and it's going to alienate one group or the other. Yeah. The question is, how long can they go without making the pronouncement? Right. You know? Right. 
Well, let's just all stew on that. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, you know, all those things that uh, keep the lights on here at the Mayan virus <laughs> bunker. The sounds of salesmen. <laughs> we, we, that, you should, you guys, come on. <clears throat> we have never tried to sell you anything. We should, should we try to sell something? I don't know. I got to think about that. Because nah. I think some, there's some people out there that would love to get a t-shirt and we just can't like subsidize that and just give them away. Oh, maybe we should just do a t-shirt con uh, contest again. Yeah, we'd have to get one that, so the, the, short, we need a the, good contest. the short story contest just didn't get a lot of participation. I, I think there was a, a listener out there that really enjoyed it that was stoked. Well, well one listener, right? Well, the, really was the story we it. got. The guy that won. The story we got was written by... Um, What's his uh, Pepe Le Pepe's? Yeah, he got handle. a custom-made T-shirt, and and we I, need some, I we need some ideas. We met, I met him, and he was wearing it. Yeah, but it, we got a cool little story from him. So I don't know. We'll we'll think on that. Maybe we could have another contest. We for need some one good ideas. Kind. You guys need um, to help us out with some ideas. Like what what would be the reason for the giveaway? Or like I I don't yeah I don't think that we would sell enough T-shirts to justify making them at the volume we'd need to make them. Well, you can do them on demand. Yeah. We just wouldn't, we wouldn't make any money out of it. Right. Because I don't think we, I mean, you, have you seen those uh, influencer t-shirts that are like 40 bucks? Yeah. It's like, okay, so you want a t-shirt with a mustache on it for 40 bucks? <laughs> I could print that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, we've talked off the, uh, the microphones about, different directions we could take this and generally we always fall back on and eh, let's we'll get together monday and talk path of least resistance <laughs> but uh if you have strong feelings about that you can send jordan a a note you can send him a text give him a little dopamine hit go, go ahead and post on our website I don't know if we ever went through the rigmarole today. It's the Mind Virus show. It's you did say it. It's the 5th of February. Mm -hmm. You can find us on the web at mindvirus.show. Right. And if you want to comment for everybody to see, comment there and maybe some people will come look at the <clears> website. <throat> but yeah, we we check the comments. We we respond every once in a while, but we definitely read every comment and consider carefully your input. We uh yeah, we do we do that thing. We do that. We care about your input. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. You are the heart of our business. <laughs> That's another local slogan. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, my name is Bobby Flood. That's Jordan Bruno. And this has been a long wind down on the Mind Virus Show. 